Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the Green Industry Podcast. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take their businesses to the next level. Join us as we chat with green industry leaders to discover best practices and practical strategies to maximize profits. Now, here's your host, Paul Jamison. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Green Industry Podcast. Today, I'm pumped up. We're going to talk about the three keys to increase profitability. Now, there's more than three keys, but I want to focus specifically on three keys today. And as we have this conversation, my challenge to you and the challenge to me is that we really take inventory of our business. We really analyze our business. We really look into our business and make sure are we being as profitable as possible. And we're going to go over our pricing, you know, raising our rates. Is our pricing at the most profitable margins that it could be? Or do we need to increase our rates? Do we need to change our pricing. And so let's study, let's look at our business and and really ask ourselves, is is our pricing exactly what it should be or should we make some changes there? Should we maybe raise our rates a little bit? Number two is increase efficiency in our operations. Is there any way in which we can increase efficiency? Can we become efficient? Even if it's a small little detail, that makes a difference. And so let's analyze how efficient is our operation. And uh, number three uh, key that we're going to talk about today, and like I said, there's more than three, but these are the three we're going to emphasize on today. And uh, this isn't just don't sit back and listen and be like, oh, Paul, funny joke today. But be, look, be thinking about your business as we're having this conversation. Be analyzing your business. Be looking into the details of your business. Are we using the best equipment for where we're at to get the jobs done in the most efficient manner. So we're going to look at the equipment today. We're going to look at the efficiency in our day in and day out operations. And we're going to look at our pricing and make sure that we are being as profitable as possible. Hey, thanks to the Almond Landscape LLC, my guy, Caleb Almond and his wife, Brittany, for sponsoring today's show with their Heartscape Academy. If you'd like to learn more about how to put in a stone patio paver, or perhaps you're building a retaining wall, or you just want to become a professional hardscaper, check out the Hardscape Academy. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for GIE Plus Expo 2020? This year's expo is Wednesday, October the 21st through Friday, October 23rd in Louisville, Kentucky. Paul has you covered with 50% off your registration when you use the promo code Paul or just click the link provided in today's show notes. Now your exclusive Expo Made Simple tip of the week. Hi, and welcome to Expo Made Simple, helpful tips to help you get the most out of your visit to the show. For those of you that are first-timers to the show or even recent visitors, seeing over 1,000 exhibitors, 20 acres of outdoor demos, and all that Louisville has to offer can be a bit daunting. For example, if you're a first-timer, you may ask, how do I find a hotel room? What's great about the Louisville area is that there are thousands of hotel rooms available and the Louisville Housing Bureau is ready to help you find the right hotel to fit your budget. Just go to GIE-Expo.com and click on the Hotels and Travel tab at the top of the homepage or select from the pull-down menu on your mobile phone. 
There you'll find a list of participating hotels and rates. Then just click the link to book online or call 1-800-743-3100. Plus, anyone who reserves rooms through the official housing provider will be entered to win prizes like a Louisville gift basket, personalized bourbon bottles, and a complimentary hotel room during your stay. But you'll need to book early because rooms go fast. Visit GIE-Expo.com to book now and be on the lookout for more tips from Expo Made Simple. And remember, parking at the Expo Center is free. I hope you guys are getting pumped up for GIE this fall. That's right, October 21 through 23rd, Louisville, Kentucky. People ask me, hey, Paul, where should I stay? What hotel? So if it's your first year coming in, the Kentucky Exposition Center is gigantic and it's right next to the airport. And there's a cluster of hotels right next to the Kentucky Exposition Center that you could literally walk to. I actually did this last year on my last night there. I stayed at one of those hotels and I literally, because I had my suitcase, I had a bunch of my podcasting stuff and I just walked right from the Exposition Center to the hotel there. And there's a cluster of those. Now, those ones are going to fill up real fast. When I say walking distance, it's literally walking distance. However, if you do have a car, you know, you it's free parking. So you could just scoot from the hotel over to the exposition center and save yourself a little walk, but it's usually beautiful weather in Kentucky in the fall. And uh, you could walk there now. The, that, so that's, that's uh suggestion. One suggestion two is downtown Louisville and, or maybe that's, you know, suggestion a for you. If you like coming into, uh, you know, the city it's, I live in Atlanta where, you know, you got a pretty big city. Louisville's got some skyscrapers. It's not as big as Atlanta, but it is still, you're in downtown of a city and uh, there's several hotels there. Those are going to be a little bit more expensive. So that's, that's good hotels down there too. And, uh, so you want to stay in one of those spots, either the cluster right outside the Kentucky exposition center or at one of the hotels downtown. And, and those are all going to fill up really fast. Um, definitely, you know, you, you're going to have to be on top of getting those hotels. And, and normally with the hotels, you call in and say, I'd like to register for two nights, you know, and give them the dates. And then you usually don't have to pay until you actually show up. So I would, you know, be proactive, get your registration, use promo code Paul, get your ticket in at the low price, call the hotel and say, Hey, I'm coming to the expo on these two dates. Can you get me the hotel? And then you probably don't even have to pay for the hotel um, until you actually check in. So I would be on top of that because I had to stay at the Red Roof Inn, Marty, <laughs> my first year. Uh, Jared from Florida and John Pajak from Indiana, they were like, yeah, man, because uh, they were in the same boat too. They're like, we're going to all stay at the Red Roof Inn. So it was fun because I stayed there with my, I didn't stay in the room with them, but we were all kind of keeping an eye on each other. But it was a sketchy part of town, that Red Roof Inn. And I wouldn't suggest staying there, man. They 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 claim they got that continental breakfast. Man, they had like one muffin <laughs> down there. I, I, you guys know I'm a sucker for a good breakfast in the morning. So I got to stay at a hotel that I got, that's got somewhat of a respectable breakfast. So, Hey, all right, let's get into the three keys to increase profitability. And as I, as I go through this, I just, this is time for you to take inventory of your business. Okay. Let's start with pricing, raising your prices. Look at your business. I'm looking at mine right now. I'm thinking through my, my business. I want to ask you a question. The last five quotes that you've given, okay, think about them. What was the customer's responses? And if you say, okay, Paul, my last five, then go ahead and think about them. What was your last five quotes you gave out? If you got all five people saying yes, then that probably is an indicator 
that you could increase your price. Because what if those last five quotes you dished out and they all said yes, so you got the work. What if you would have raised the rates on those and you would have only gotten three or four, but you would have made the, you know, you could have made the same amount of money as doing the work for all five if you would have had a higher price. And so I'm thinking about my last five quotes and they aren't, they aren't all yeses. I'll tell you that right now, <laughs> thankfully. I uh, remember early in my business, friend, I would get yeses all the time just to realize that my prices w- w- weren't high enough. And so if you look at your last five prices that you quoted out and they were all no's, then that's an indicator that, you know, you probably are a little overboard. You're probably a little too high on, on the price, not on the, <laughs> come out. That didn't sound right, Marty. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? So it's good to always be looking back, you know, or you want a larger sample size. Look at your last 10 quotes. What, what, what have the responses been? Have they been yeses or have they been noes? And that's one little thing that I do in my business. If I, if I start to see a trend where I'm getting too many yeses, then I gotta, I gotta pause and be like, Oh, wait a minute. My rate may be too high. And it, it always feels good before you send out a quote, you know, I'll raise my rate. And I'm, I'm a student of my market, friends. I, I can tell you what all the other company or the majority of the other companies, I could tell you, you know, they're, they're pricing or close to what they're charging. I, I know my market. So I already know my price is coming in high, but even sometimes I'll, I'll even bump and boost some into that. And you'd be surprised when you're good. Well, I mean, when you're excellent at your craft, you're very, very good at what you do and you got a solid reputation that you're, you know, you show up on time, you're credible, you're respectful, you're responsible, you, you, you do great, excellent work, people will pay. And you want, you want to, you know, make as much as possible on each job. So raise your price. Lamont Harrison, Harrison, hopefully I said your last name right, my guy. Uh, he's the Blue Monster 07. He left us a kind of review the other day. He was asking me, you know, Paul, can I still increase my prices in the summer? Absolutely. So new jobs that are coming in, let's say you, you've been charging $85 per yard of mulch. Well, you're still going to probably get some mulch jobs still this year or inquiries of them. And you've been doing $85 per yard. Maybe you're buying it for 18 bucks a pop, 18 bucks a yard. Hey, try $90 on your next job. Or some of you guys are already charging $100 per yard. You know, on your, on your next job, you put a quote in, try it, just try it. Just, you got nothing to lose. Just try it, $100. And, and, the, and the customer's like, how much? Oh, you need... You need five yards of mulch, man. I'll be 500 bucks. It's a hundred dollars per, per yard. And, and just see what she says. She might say yes. And then, you, and then you get the job and then you'll be like, man, I used to charge 85. Now you got the confidence. Hey, from here on out, I'm going to tell everyone a hundred dollars. It just, it does something to your confidence. And then obviously with the future, you know, you, with your um, existing customers, you know, always plan next winter going into next spring you know, communicate to all those customers, hey, we're going to raise our rates and uh, do that incrementally. But you still got time now to, you know, raise your rates with all the new quotes that are coming in. Just bump your price a little bit. But the numbers you have been using, just boost it up a little bit on all those new quotes. And you can still raise your rates on existing customers in, in the summertime for sure. It's just the easiest way to do it that I do every single year to make them expect it is right before spring. But at the end of the day, when I'm coaching someone and and we're talking profitability, the very first place I check is what are your prices? Because that's such a fast way 
to increase profitability is by raising the rates, making sure that you are charging the, you know, the top tier that you can possibly charge. And that's going to help boost profitability immediately. You are listening to the Green Industry Podcast. Paul returns in just a moment. TheHardscapeAcademy.com is the place to go to become the next professional hardscaper. Check out Caleb Allman's How to Install Pavers and How to Install Retaining Walls Comprehensive Guides. You will learn all the techniques and information necessary to perform the installation of these features based on industry standards, including tips and tricks that Caleb has learned over the past 20 years of hardscaping. The courses are immediately available via online streaming for just $99 each. Go to TheHardscapeAcademy.com and that link is in in today's show notes. All right, next we're going to talk about the second key to increase profitability. And now there's several keys, but we're just doing three today. And that's increasing efficiency in our operation. And so let's look into our business. Where can we be more efficient? Where can we be more efficient? And I'm going to share some experiences that I've had and I live in a big city, you know, Atlanta has millions of people in, in the suburbs. There's a lot of traffic. And so take with a grain of salt my experiences, because you might be like Josh from Missouri who lives out in the country and it's a little bit different, but we have to be very intentional with our efficiency here in Atlanta because there's there's traffic and you make one wrong turn, you make one wrong choice and it can cost a lot of time. And so that's uh, one tip I want to share with efficiency is you know to have have your maps I, and, and this again this isn't for you folks out in the country but when I'm traveling to a job site I want I want my phone to take me there because my phone's going to know if there's a traffic accident and I'm I'm not I'm unaware of it you know that can add a lot of a time to my day so I'm just you know always making sure that I'm getting to the job sites in the most efficient manner. And uh, that's for you who live in major cities. You're like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, Paul. Those of you out in the country are like, okay, that makes no sense. But nevertheless, that's just one little tip. Uh, Number two, I got a whole bunch of lists here of of things that look into our business inefficiency is our load and unload time. How tight is our going to the shop, going to the storage, unloading, and then loading. Is, is there any way we can tighten up that aspect of our business? And that's super important. And I think we heard some good comments recently about if it's possible to have your um, team meet you at the job site, I mean, that's huge right there. Because if you have them meet you at the shop at 7 a.m. and then you drive, uh, you know, you load up and then you drive to the gas station. We're going to get to that in a minute. Don't do that. You drive to the gas station and fuel up and they get some snacks and then you get to the job about eight and then you unload, you know, that just wasted one hour. If you got a three man crew, that's three man hours. You know, that's 180 bucks when you could have just had them meet you directly at the job site. Hey, Tomorrow we're doing a, you know, landscape enhancement install. Uh, here's the address. Be there no later than 8 a.m. And then you or your foreman, they go get the truck. Everything's topped off fuel. You got all the bright equipment for the day. And then the truck's there. And then the employees show up and you're ready to rock and roll at eight. And you don't waste all that time. So, yeah, that brings me into my next point of, you know, gas stations and fuel and all that. Now, you got to be smart here. I know I've been to some of y'all's operations and seen those gas tanks. It's really cool. The gas man will bring out the gas and put it, you know, um, into the tank and then you load up your own fuel at your own, you know, at your house. That's real cool. I, I love it. 
And, uh, but for guys that are, you know, smaller, that's not necessary at, at this stage of the game. But what is necessary is, is not wasting time at the gas stations. Like if you got an employee or two or more, they should not be in our trucks on company time when we're filling up our fuel. I mean, that we, we need to think what's the, what's the most efficient way that I can keep fuel in my truck you know, in all of our gas cans for all of the the mowers and all the, you know, 50 to one mix ratios. And then we need fuel. I mean, fuel runs our business. We need gasoline and we need, you know, to keep everything, you know, running, but not when we're going on a little field trip to the gas station. Cause these guys are going to, uh, you know, our team members, they're going to milk it. They're going to go in there and walk all slow and get their Mountain Dew and get their, you know, beef jerky and get their who knows what Doritos and, and donuts and all that. And there's wine and it takes time. And then, you know, while the gas, I mean, that, that's a waste of the time. That is not efficient. And so you got you to gotta ask yourself, depending on where you live at in the world, what what is the tightest, most efficient way that I can make sure I got fuel in my truck, I can make sure I got fuel in my equipment, and it's not with, you know, people that I'm paying money to idly sit around while we do that. And so that's something that I, I notice a lot of people, um, you know, could tighten up on. And also with fuel, you know, be mindful. Like, uh, I know right now gas prices are kind of low, but uh, my grandpa owned a uh, gas station years ago and he, he would tell me, you know, for example, like Tuesdays was always the lowest day of the week to buy gas because they jacked the price up for the weekend because that's when everyone's out and about and pe most people fill up on the weekend. That's why the price is high. And then, you know, at some point on Monday, they they drop the price back down and then Tuesday it's at the lowest for the week. And, you know, then, you know, Wednesday, Thursday go by and then, you know, Friday, they, they pop it back up a little bit. And that's a little inside tip there. So, you know, maybe on Tuesdays is, is fuel day and, and you fill everything up in all your reserves. And maybe you got to do it twice a week or depending on your operation more than that, but don't be, you know, I see these guys at the gas station, these companies, and they're just, it, it's, a, it, it's a waste of time. And so that, that leads me into my uh, next efficiency is lunches. I get asked all the time what to do with lunches. This is what I do. I'm not saying this is what you have to do, but this is what I do after, I don't know if it was year six or seven where I just had it. Because I, I wanted to be, I wanted, you know, my team members to love working with me. And, and so, you know, you know, we go to Chipotle some days. We go to, you know, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A. We go out to lunch for years. And then I kind of switched to where I was like, all right, let's not do that. But you give me your order and I'll go pick it up and bring it back to the job site. And then I just kind of really, you know, through coaches, through mentors, through really being honest with myself, it was wasting a lot of time, a lot of time, because here in Atlanta, there's traffic. And especially, you know, around lunchtime, these places are packed and it's, you're just not getting in and out. It, it's taken a while. And so I, you know, then I switched uh, the last few years to, hey, I personally pack my lunch and anyone that's going to work with me, I, you know, I'm very clear. So there's no mis misunderstanding because I don't, I wouldn't want them to not pack their lunch. You know, it's 90 degrees. That's going to be a long day, but hey, make sure you pack your lunch. And that way we're on the job site and, and you know, you got to know the law of your land. You know, if you're supposed to give your employees 15 minute break in the morning and an afternoon, 30 minute lunch or whatever it is in your country, uh, you know, there are breaks that by law, if you have a employee, 
you know, you need to give them, but it's totally different when you, you know, at noon you say, Hey, let's take 30 minute lunch break. And you sit in the truck or you're at, you're on a job site and you sit in the backyard and you, you know, under the tree and you eat your lunch and then you get back to work uh, versus loading up and, and, and then going and then, oh man, the place is packed. And then, oh, they forgot, you know, they put pickles on the sandwich. They got to remake it. And then, and then you just waste all this time and then driving back to the next, pro, you know, to the next yard. It is not efficient. It is not. And so I know every now and again, maybe you're doing a big job and you want to have, you know, you want to bless your guys with lunch or something. If they're, you know, you're, you're doing a big landscape enhancement and that guys are just crushing it and you want to, you want to have some lunch catered in or something every now and again is a treat. That's different. But uh, I think packing lunches is the way to go. Um, if you want to talk efficiency, it's, it's the most efficient way to go. It might not be the most fun. It might not be the most tasty. I don't know what, what you pack in your lunch, but, uh, it does save money and it does increase efficiency for sure. In, in that, in that time of not having to pack up to go to lunch and load up and, and you know, you're just already on the job site, just go grab your lunch box, sit under a shaded tree, eat your lunch. And then, you know, when it's time to get back to work, you're already there. You, you, you flow right back into work. So and I think it's important that we just, we just look into our business because these little changes, you just make a little change where you don't waste that hour in the morning having your guys come to the shop and then you drive from the shop to the gas station and then from the gas station to the job site. You just, you wasted time. Have your guys meet you at the job site. Have, have everything loaded up, topped off, ready to go that you can get off to fast start in the morning, a great start in the morning that, that you have your goals, you know, in Atlanta at the neighborhoods we work in, they don't even let us in the neighborhood uh, at 8 a.m. The, the gate won't even let contractors in until 8 a.m. But you better believe at 8 a.m., we're in the truck, we're sitting at the gate, and we're ready to go. So as soon as they crack that gate open, you know we're, we're going to get off to a fast start, especially when it's hot. You, you want to get the best of the work done you know, before it gets one, two in the afternoon, and it's really hot. So just be asking yourself, you know, where can I be increasing my efficiency? Is there any blind spot where I'm just being sloppy, I'm being lazy, and I'm, I'm not being efficient in uh, my operation? The next key that I want to talk about today is, as we talk about these keys to profitability, we talked about making sure our prices are, are at what they should be. So you raise your price, you raise your profitability. You increase your efficiency, you, you're getting more work done, which you can charge more money, you know, you can do more jobs. You're, you're, you're increasing profitability. And the next is using the best equipment for where you're at. And so I think that's important as we've been having these conversations, what do you want to specialize in? What do you want to focus in as we really, you know, niche down and have our specialization then, okay, what equipment is going to make this, you know, the way that we can operate it to the best of our ability and really having strategies. Okay. How can I acquire that equipment? Maybe it's, man, I can't afford that this year, but my goal is by this month to, to purchase that piece of equipment that's going to make this operation run more smoothly. And so constantly be narrowing down what you want to offer and then be asking, how can I make this, how can I get this job done as quickly as possible and to, the, you know, to make it look as the best as possible and wherever equipment can help us, you know, we definitely want to be um, getting that. Now I, I have the tendency in landscaping and in, in um, you know, audio world, I'm, I'm a gearhead. I, I want the best. I want, I want everything. And, and there is a discipline where you can't have every single piece of equipment 
um, and and we can deceive ourselves. It's, oh, you know, I need it. It's going to make things better. Well, yeah, but you you gotta you gotta be realistic here. What can you afford? Do you really need it? Is it really? Do you just want it because it's cool and it's shiny, or is it, is it really? No, it's really. I've been using a thirty six inch mower. And I really think if I got a 48 inch mower, it's going to increase efficiency. Or I've been using this not professional blower. And if I upgrade to a professional blower, you know, if I get that BR8010 from Echo and it's going to be, it's going to make my leaf season a lot more efficient. Well, that's true. I used the BR8010 last leaf season and it got done the most efficient leaf season we ever had. And so having the right equipment can increase profitability. So I hope that helps. It, it, this, isn't, this isn't more so me teaching point A, B, C, and D. This is more me saying, hey, I want to, you know, I know we're getting deep into the season here and we're getting a little tired potentially to really use our brain power here to look into our business and say, where can I be more, you know, what equipment could I be thinking about getting that's going to make things easier, more efficient? Where can I increase efficiency on, on my lunch breaks, on my gas station trips, on my loading and unloading? Just simple little things like that. Is there any way where we can tighten those up? And then how's my prices? How, how have my last five quotes gone? Have they all been yeses or have they all been no's? Have they been a mixture? Let's, let's try to increase our prices anywhere we can because that's going to help profitability. Well, guys, thanks for listening. Remember to take a look at today's show notes where you'll find the link to that GIE registration. Of course, use the promo code Paul. You'll get 50% off. And remember to call and get your hotel so you can stay at a good one. Just tell them the dates of the nights that you want to stay there. And you should be good for not having to pay. I don't know how they're running things with all that's kind of been going on, but you know, at least be diligent to get that hotel so you don't have to stay at the Red Roof Inn like I did and uh, use the uh, get get registered while they got the uh, early bird pricing here. You'll get 50% off with the promo code Paul and uh, we'll put that in the episode notes. And thanks again to the Hardscape Academy for sponsoring today's show. Caleb and Brittany are dear friends of mine and you are in good hands with their resources. If you want to become a professional hardscaper, check out the Hardscape Academy. Academy. And uh, all that is in the section down below. So thanks for listening. And as we've been having these conversations, if you're like, man, Paul, I've, I like kind of diving deep into my business. I like analyzing here and evaluating. And if you'd like me to do that with you, to, to look into the details of your business, of how you can be more profitable, how you can make more money, then uh, I do offer one-on-one coaching. So Mr. Producer going to tell you a little bit about that. Mr. Producer here with some exciting news. One-on-one coaching with Green Industry Podcast host Paul Jamison is now available. Are you wanting to experience breakthrough in your life or business? Paul is offering one-hour coaching sessions to help you fine-tune your business. Join Paul as together you will work on a plan to activate your destiny with setting and accomplishing specific goals. Whether you're trying to create better margin in your schedule or increase profitability and efficiency in your business, Paul would love to help you. Visit greenindustrypodcast.com to sign up for a one-hour coaching session with Paul. Again, that's greenindustrypodcast.com, and that link will be in today's show notes. All right, fam, that concludes today's episode. Thanks again for listening. And if you're new around here, you can follow me on the Instagram. I got the Green Industry Podcast over there on IG and my personal one at Paul Jamison. So all of that is in the description of today's program. If you're new to podcasting, you just scroll on up on your phone and it's in that space down below. We'll have all those links for you. 
right there in the show notes. Have a great day, everybody. We'll be back soon. credit card bill.